You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. It's a brand old Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climat Air Conditioning, Climat Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. G'day there, Red and Blue Army. Welcome to Red Legs Radio for Season 3. We're doing it thanks to Appel and to Climate Air Conditioning. They're both great partners of the Norwood Footy Club and they're helping you, helping bring you Red Legs Radio in Season 2021. We are set to jumpstart the season in Sandville in just a couple of hours' time. There are three constants in this state. Death, high taxes and Norwood versus Port to lead off the season. The two teams will dance again tonight from 7.40. It's the 306th meeting between the two clubs, the 102nd time that they will face off at Cooper Stadium. And we have got a fantastic show for you in the lead-up to the big game. To join me very shortly, the senior coach of the Norwood Football Club, Jade Rawlings, is in the room. Matthew Nunn, the captain, we'll be chatting to him a little bit later on. Tim Clark is here from Appel. The boys are looking absolutely superb in the new Appel Guernseys, and you can too in the Appel merchandise. And Ali Farrell, the captain of the women's team, they are going beautifully at the moment. They're in top spot with uh, around, we're around about halfway through the season in the Women's League. And they're, of course, off to Adelaide Oval for the first time on Saturday afternoon. So that will be absolutely amazing. Membership, if you're not already a Norwood Football Club member, ask yourself the question, why the heck not? We are absolutely flying already with members, but we're aiming for a target of 3,500 for the year. We're at 2,710. We're a big jump up up on last year, of course. No football to be played at this time last year, so it was pretty difficult to become a member. But there is no excuse in season 2021 to get behind the mighty red legs, in particular tonight when we take on our traditional rivals, Port Adelaide. So get behind the legs become a member you just head to norwood fc forward slash membership and you can do all the rest righto time to talk some footy talk about season 2021 and exactly what is going to happen tonight and to do that it's the senior coach of the football club jay rawlings welcome to red legs radio thanks hooky it's good to spend some time with you right mate what do you know about adelaide that you didn't know before you landed here i know there's a big rivalry between port adelaide and norwood (laughs) i know that uh the support for Clubs in South Australia is very strong, and I know that Adelaide people love this sport. So um, all the stuff that I'd probably gathered from people I'd shared experience with in past life and uh, being in the AFL, but uh, no, I've loved living in Adelaide. I love everything it's about, and uh, my family really enjoys it also. You've been entrenched in AFL football as a player and a coach for the last, well, more than 20 years. So we know footy shrunk a bit in the last 12 months, and I guess there were some coaches that were looking for alternative opportunities, but what brought you to Adelaide? Well, I lost my job. Uh, yeah, I'd been at Melbourne eight years previous to having one year at North Melbourne last year. And yeah, the, the year didn't work out the way anyone would have hoped or planned for. And the club made some decisions at the end of that year. And I was a victim of that. And 
whilst I didn't like it, I accepted it and wanted to move on. And in the end, one of the things I've always enjoyed has been the coach in my own right, which I did at Casey Demons and uh, Coburg Tigers when my time at Richmond and Melbourne. So uh, the opportunity to actually coach a club, the fit from myself, what I wanted to be part of, definitely fitted from my end. And then a lot to think that the, what the club was looking for was what I provide is their fit. So when you do the coaching career path the right fit is very important and I think it's worked to this point both well for both parties but the scoreboard uh, reflects 0-0 zero, zero at the moment so it's been a bit of a honeymoon period and we all get judged and assessed what we do on the field over the course of the next six months. Oh, we can't wait to see the scoreboard start to tick over down in the uh, northeastern corner of Cooper Stadium a little bit later on. Why specifically Norwood? I can imagine that for someone such as yourself, you would have had plenty of opportunities. There are football leagues all around Australia. What specifically brought you to the Norwood Footy Club? Oh, there's no doubt that the strength of the competition in the state was a draw card for myself. And I was well aware that Having coached uh, Dean Turlick and Alex Giorgio, the former Redlegs players, and Kay Chandler and Harry Petty at Melbourne, the way they used to speak about the club, I knew that it was a, a strong club, one that was built on a lot of history. And I knew they'd been successful throughout many years, but in particular the 12, 13, 14 period. So you just knew that that side of it was always going to be alluring. And then I didn't realise how big a club it was mm-hmm. until I got well into the process. So... It wasn't as if I earmarked Norwood. It was just an opportunity that presented itself. James Fantasia being the CEO, he and I had a, a somewhat of a relationship in a past life. So that got discussions underway. And from there, it was a proper process. And I've mentioned a few times before, it, I had to go through a process as equally to other applicants, which I thought was the right thing to do just because I've got an AFL background. It mm. didn't entitle me to the job any more than anyone else. And it actually felt quite rewarding that I was able to come out the other side of that process. Uh, you're here not uh, on your own, but you've brought Rob Harding with you as well, who is, again, no stranger to anyone who follows AFL football. In fact, worked here in an al- analysis for the Adelaide Football Club. Some people may have heard him on SEN Radio. He's uh, he's a really intelligent guy, fascinating to listen to. I think he's quite the coup to land him at the football club. Uh, how did that work out that you brought him along with you? Yeah, it probably wasn't. I didn't know Rob before he started. Wow. Hollywood, so it wasn't a pre-existing relationship whatsoever but there was something bubbling away as I was being appointed that that could have been a consideration we just didn't know as a club which way it was going to look so yeah Rob was a, a person who'd been a bit of a victim of circumstances as well lost mm. his job at Essendon 2020 was a year where he didn't have a job and then was stuck at home and COVID issues in Melbourne so it was a pretty challenging year for him but able to create a role which incorporated coaching as well as a bit of list management strategy and football operations so it's been He's been really important for me. He, uh, he gets me, he can see how I think, and he probably reads my where I'm angling with things at times, which is pretty important in this mm. job that people can read your body language and your cues is what you like and maybe don't like. But, yeah, we've struck up a really strong relationship, and he's just entering the coaching sphere himself for coaching our reserves. So he's uh, had the euphoria of winning one game and then <laughs> getting beaten by 70 points the next week. So he's welcome <laughs> to the reality of coaching, Rob. <laughs> Um, how will you work together on match day? Will uh, he be with you in the box? Will you be down on the ground? He'll be up in the box. How will that relationship play out? Now he'll be in the box, and yeah, we think we've just sort of been trialling a few things through the summer to try and get the right fit, hooky, with what our p- people we've got and where are their best expertise deployed. And he will manage our forward line, so it's got a quite a bit of in his job, like to do the twos and mm, give a long day. The box and then rip into the the uh, forward line, but. He's up for that. We think it's the best use of his expertise, like I said before. And uh, yeah, he's uh, all my assistants are my right hand men, so to speak. But he's obviously 
understands a lot of the things I'm looking for and just that extra set of eyes to be across all things game style and things that are happening within the game. Uh, from assistant coach to new captain, Matthew Nunn uh, has been appointed captain of the football club. Uh, what a super opportunity for a stunning young man, 23 years old. But uh, just describe a little bit about what you've seen from Matthew Nunn in the first couple of months at the club. Yeah, for sure. I might just touch on the Matthew Panos situation. Yes, of course. I was going well. to ask about that. Yeah, because I think that people need to understand, not need to understand, ask them to understand that Matthew Panos is a highly valued person in the mm. club. And circumstances surrounding me coming in as new coach, I have a high value and premium on on-field performance with mm. leadership. And clearly Matt can't provide that this exactly. year. So that basically ruled him out of being a captain. Did with, you wrestle with that? I did because I'm aware that he's got a lot of skin in the game at Norwood, mm. that he's a respected figure and that he'd probably been patient for quite a while to finally have that honour bestowed upon him being captain. So it's not as if we took it off him or demoted him. It was just a different way of thinking. So then on to – and he, through discussions, understood the direction. But Matthew Nunn, basically the decision was because of his consistency of his behaviour, his understanding of how to lead on the field in training and in games – he also cares about the club, and I've got a pretty high respect for people who care about the club at that level as well. And and there's a bit of an appeal of a young emerging captain as well, like a 23-year-old to be able to, as I start and the club starts a new direction, but we've got a new captain as well, and we can really come through together. So there's a lot of appeal there, and uh, I, I've got very high expectations on leaders, and I wanted to make sure when I came in that we got the right leader through exhausting as much amount of time as we could through the summer to see them in stress situations, see them in social situations and see them in on-field situations. So we're able to exhaust that and we think we found the right person. Uh, so uh, let's talk a, a little bit about um, you and your relationship with the Norwood Football Club. I think there would be a lot of people who are listening right now who would see Jade, Jade Rawlings um, has had a significant involvement in AFL football. You've been a senior coach as a caretaker at Richmond and the question people would be on their lips is, is Jade Rawlings going to be here for one year and looking to get back into the AFL? Now, you know, I, I want to qualify that by saying, I know you've brought your family here. You, it's not like you've just moved here on a bit of a short-term whim. It, it looks like you are fully invested. Yeah, and that's, I think it's fair for people to ask that question as well, Hookie, and it was asked of me in the process. And mm. It's very clear, are you a flight risk? And basically, <laughs> the way you described it then, am I just losing, using this opportunity as leverage to get back into the AFL? And it's completely the opposite. I've, I want to earn uh, trust from Norwood people. I want the club to be successful, and that's not going to be done in one year. So I'm here for the long haul. I think they'd be fair and reasonable that being aspirational, if opportunity in time came up, then it'd be considered. But I'm not doing this just to get back into the AFL and just to go back to being an assistant coach, which I've been for the best part of the last 15 years. I'm sure. here to be a Norwood coach. I'm here to really embed things that are going to be sustainable for a long period of time, and I'm pretty keen to be part of the the group that go to the West End Brewery after the, the grand final day hooky and be part of that because that's got a lot of appeal to me. Oh, I tell you what, I've seen a lot of them and I've always been very jealous of the guys who are pulling on that rope uh, to reveal the chimney on the Tuesday after the grand final. Let's go through the team very quickly and then I want to ask you a couple of questions about a few key players and I'm fascinated by a few of the positions that you've lined up here as well. So let's go through the side now. We'll start from the full-back line. Uh, Shenton Collins and Ball across full-back. Saywell, Hurd and Zach Richards on the half-back line. Mackenzie, Grigg and Barry are through the centre. Douglas, Boyd, Hamilton across half-forward. Puopolo, can't wait to chat to you about him. Callow and Wagner at the full-forward line. 
Uh, Big Michael Knoll will be in ruck. Uh, Kennelly is an interesting name that I'll ask you about very shortly. Matty Nunn on the ball as well. The interchange is Pedro Rokar and Spence. And we've got uh, three emergencies as well. Bampton, Gerloff and uh, Joshy Richards. So uh, just a couple of things. First of all, Brad McKenzie spent all of his career, as far as I can recall, on the last line of defence. Is he actually going to start on the wing, or is this just a bit of a bit of fun and games? No, he's playing in the wing. Yeah, he, wow. We played him in the wing the two of the three practice matches. We we put him up there through the summer to really exhaust what he does as a player, which is use the ball very well. And I have people tell me that he's changed his body shape significantly. Uh, I don't even judge him since I've been coaching. He's been so. What, just on that, has he got slimmer, or has he gone like me and got fatter? <laughs> no, I think people <laughs> would say there's a, a leanness to him, hooking, but uh, but his his running capability is really strong and. Because this year, in the first practice match against Adelaide, the first centre clearance, or one of the first clearances of the day, he came out of Brad on a wing and he spots up a kick inside 50 and you go, that's just paid for itself straight away. Yeah. So, But he's done some learning with myself. We've been watching a couple of AFL wingers and just the decisions they make and how they read the contest and what how that determines where he runs at what time. And so he's been, been not faultless. I've, I've loved coaching him. He's an open learner. He's a quality person. And no, it's definitely not a, a decoy. That one, he'll be on the wing. Fans will be absolutely delighted to see Paul Puopolo back in a Norwood Footy Club. Guernsey, no stranger to you, of course, a, a star of AFL football. Uh, what sort of role do you expect him to play? Oh, he'll be one of our forwards. We have also explored him doing small stints in the midfield because he's a good contest player. But he cut his teeth as a senior player through his career as a forward. We think that way we want to play, he adds to that with his drop of ball and also his capacity to pressure and chase inside 50. So, yeah, he's been... Pleasure to coach. He's said to me numerous times, pull me up when I'm doing something that's not what you want because there's habits that – you have 10 years at AFL and very structured team in Hawthorne. There are habits that you just create yeah. and you don't even know you're doing it subconsciously. So he's been terrific. Uh, supporters love him. Our players love him. Uh, he's broken down a lot of barriers because he's quite a fun guy. Like likes a bit of a joke and a muck around, which I think the employees weren't quite ready for that side of his personality. But – he cares about Norwood and wants Norwood to be good, which I respect him for that as well. Well, you're listening to Red Legs Radio. We're talking to Jade Rawlings, the senior coach of the Norwood Football Club, where, uh, well, getting very, very close to the opening game as we take on Port Adelaide at Cooper Stadium tonight. We're talking about the 2021 opening round team, five debutants. I want to ask you about a couple of those now. Um, Michael Knowles, an interesting story because he has played uh, Sanford football before, of course, with South Adelaide, was a late draftee into the AFL. Now he's back into the Sanford competition. He might be a bit of a surprise packet. Yeah, he's still only relatively new to f- football. Okay, he had four years in America for basketball scholarship and study. So talking to him yesterday, it's interesting just listening to him talk about footy and he's still in a very much a learning phase. Had a year and a half at Sydney Swans, but no, he's a competitor. He's very heavily invested within the group. He's a hard trainer. Uh, yeah, so we're, it's handy having a, play, a ruckman because I got really good value on ruckman. I think they're a really important part of the team, especially in second tier football. And mm. yeah, he he really relishes being the number one man. And yeah, I really like having him part of our club and our team. Jackson Callow, Harry Boyd, Jacob Kennelly. Uh, they're all going to have some responsibilities. A couple of boys up forward. Jacob Kennelly is going to spend some time in the midfield. Uh, for all of the listeners, these are relatively new guys. Maybe haven't heard of all of them. Tom Wagner's another yep. one as well, of course. Just give us a real quick uh, overview on those guys. Yeah, sure. Tom Wagner, second year at the club. Came from Paynham Footy Club. Just continued to improve in the summer. Uh, he'll be given every opportunity, given he had a good practice match for him. Kennelly was a Norwood uh, boy from the EP at two years at Geelong. So he'll play on ball and wing. A terrific competitor. One of our hardest runners. Callow's a boy from North Launceston. Arguably stiff to not to get drafted. Had a month at Hawthorne in, through January and in February. So we had him. Then we thought we lost him and we got him back again. He's 196 and 96 kilos. So he's a, 
uh, still learning a lot about footy and uh, what the demands of being a key forward at senior footy. But uh, yeah, really good quality character. And Harry Boyd, we got over from Shepparton Footy Club, had some past experience at Werribee and played Murray Bush Rangers and top-notch character, highly intelligent guy, uh, big man, 196 and about 100 kilos. So he's had a great impact on our group because of his competitive nature and his uh, quality values as a person. So it's We've got a different looking team. It's the best one about what we can provide at the moment. And yeah, hopefully our supporters connect with it. Uh, we're going to have to head to a break fairly shortly, but I just want to very quickly touch on tonight's game. What are going to be the key factors against Port Adelaide where, where there's going to be some quality through their side? Yeah, I think making sure that we are able to impose ourselves in the contest element of the game. I think if Port win contests, they can be pretty hard to stop on the outside. They can run. They've got a way of playing. They're wedded to. They're really consistent. Uh, they know they can kick it long and tall, long into deep, long and deep into tall forwards, and they've got a little mosquito fleet that are pretty good at drop a ball. So I've got a lot of respect for how they go about their footy, but both levels I've watched them closely over the last few years, and yeah, it's uh, I've got a strong theory. If you want to be good, you've got to beat the best, and what better way than to take on an arch rival in round one when they're pretty stacked, full of talent and um, and healthy. Jade, each week this year we're going to have a Norwood Football Club guest on, and I'm going to quiz them on what they know about the Norwood Football Club and the competition. I'm going to step it according to where I think they should be on their knowledge. And, of course, you're a newcomer, so we're going to set the bar pretty low for you. But I've got a couple of questions for you very quickly. It's the Cooper's Quiz. Every time you get one right, you'll get a Cooper's beer. And every time you get one wrong, you've got to give one back and you'll get more (laughs) points for the harder question. So here we go very quickly. We're going to run through these now. What's the emblem of the West Adelaide Football Club? Like the Bloods. Correct. One from one. The colours of Glenelg? Oh, they're the yellow and black. Well done. Very good. And the Norwood motto. What's our... Uh, Portis in Priscilla. Brilliant. Three strength, from three. These, strength and adversity. Now you've got the two pointers. The grand old flag is our song. It's also sung by one other club in the competition. That one might have... Sturt. Well done. Two points. Very good. Uh, Michael Noll. What was his previous handful club? I think I might have just given that away South to Adelaide. you before. Very good. There's a two-pointer. And Henry Crawford, who's back at the club this year, what was his country club that he played for? It's near Mount Gambier. Yeah, you're right. Uh, no, I can't remember the name. It's Mount so. Burr, and I was going to give you a bonus point for the nickname, which is the Mozzies as well. Righto, and these are the three-pointers for you. Uh, most best and fairest at the club has been won six times by one player, and the best and fairest is now named after him. Can you name that Michael, person? Michael Ash? Michael Taylor. I might give you half a point for that. Right. What is the Jack Oti medal? Best on ground for the grand final. Very, very good. Three points for you there. Just to, as a um, as a aside, who was Jack Oti? Uh, legend at uh, Port Adelaide Footy Club. Sturt and Norwood. Sturt Norwood. Yes, there you are. He's originally a Norwood player and coach, then went on to coach Sturt and did a pretty good job over there as well. What's the largest ground in the Sandful? It'd be Elizabeth. Correct. Three points there. And last question for you. Norwood's got three 300-game players. Can you name them? Michael Aish. One. Gary McIntosh. Two. Michael Taylor. Well, think about a uh, former CEO of the Port Adelaide Football Club. Keith Thomas. Well done. Three. I'll give you three from three. That's a pretty good route. You're going to have a very good score there. I'll have to calculate them up a little bit later on. Uh, you're the new coach of the football club. We're proud to have you on board. Jade Rawlings, thanks for joining us on Red Legs Radio. Thanks very much, Rookie. Enjoyed it. We are off to a break. On the other side, we're going to be catching up with Ari, Ali Ferrell, the captain of the Sanford women's team. We'll also be talking to the team at Appel. And a little bit later on, catching up with Maddie Nunn, the captain of the football club as well. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. It's a brand old-
You're listening to Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climat Air Conditioning. Climat Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. You're listening to Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climat Air Conditioning. Climat Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. Yeah, thanks for joining us on Red Legs Radio. We're not far from the big game tonight at Cooper Stadium. Norwood taking on Port Adelaide, and we're doing it. Thanks to Appel, play out of your skin and climate, air conditioning and solar home. Come home to a climate. It's time to talk about the new look Norwood Football Club, both on and off the field this year. They've signed an amazing new deal with Appel. And the general manager of Appel, Tim Clark, joins us. Tim, welcome to Red Legs Radio. Thanks a lot, Hooky. Good to be here. Great to have you on board. We've also got Dale Fleming, who commercial partnerships manager. I don't know what your commercial manager, what is your term, what is your title, Flem? I mean, you oh, seem to have a finger in every pie around the football club, former premiership fullback. I'll you name with, it. I'll run with whatever, Hooky, but uh, officially commercial operations manager. Commercial operations manager. Could you have you on board as well? Tim, tell us a little bit about Appel. Uh, where where have you come from and uh, how have you developed this relationship with the Norwood Footy Club? Yeah, we're obviously super excited to be uh, be here and partner with the Norwood Football Club. Um, they've just been a great club to deal with um, already, starting with Dale Fleming. He's been great. The moment we met Dale was... Uh, it was pretty clear to us we had to partner uh, with the Norwood Football Club. Well, there, now, you were on radio here, but I've just seen 20 bucks pass over the table after exactly. uh, that gratuitous plug for Flemo. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. No, Dale, he's, uh, he's a good man. He he talks us up and uh, he's rolled out the red carpet for us so far and uh, really feel a part of it. So Tim, yeah. easy for me to say from afar, but it just the gear looks super good quality. And I'm sure that in merchandise... Some people are aiming for, you know, middle of the road. Some people are trying to do it on an absolute budget. Other people are looking for pretty good quality stuff. It seems to me that you are putting out stuff that looks really good. Absolutely. We're, we're trying to go take things to the new level. And um, I think the players wore the Goonsies for the first time against West Adelaide last week. And it was quite hot. And uh, all the feedback was really positive. Um, it's... Actually, the Goonsies itself is something we're making, making them out of biodegradable fabric. Wow. Which sort of lines up with the Norwood Football Club and where they want to go with the, with the uh, ground and the stadium. And uh, Absolutely. Uh, our sustainability our vision is to, you know, to be exactly that. Yeah. Uh, excellent. I was a little bit concerned when you said you wanted the Norwood Football Club to be biodegradable. I mean, we're expecting the Norwood Football Club to grow bigger and stronger. But just describe a little bit about uh, why you decided that you wanted to see Appel get into that space of that uh, renewable, sustainable market. Yeah, look, we want to take everything in our business to the next level. So um, that lined up with Norwood. Um, obviously, the everything is moving this way to, to, to renewable resources. The Goonsies, you know, they're tougher than ever. They're smoother, softer. You know, get out there for all your supporters out there. Get get down to the merch shop tonight if you're there, even throughout the week. Um, it's open now. Feel the fabric. It's softer. It's beautiful. Even the rest of the merchandise, you'll love it. Even Dale's been giving it a big plug, so it's the best he's ever worn. Uh, Tim, what about uh, the gear that, okay, the Guernseys are great and the players are going to love that, but what about the fans who are listening tonight and they're thinking, oh, you know, it's warm today, but I reckon in a couple of weeks I'll be after a hoodie or a big jacket or something like that. Uh, just describe the sort of products you're going to be putting uh, out in the market for the Norwood Footy Club. Yeah, there's plenty of, plenty of gear. So jump onto the Norwood website as well. You'll be able to see everything, but there's hoodies, there's vests, there's jackets. There's plenty, plenty of stuff all year round. Uh, you don't just support the Norwood Football Club. Just uh, tell us, uh, take us through some of the other contracts that you've got with some of the other 
top-end sporting clubs around Australia? Yeah, so we deal with the Newcastle Jets in the A-League. Um, we also deal with Canberra United, the women's team there. And obviously now adding Nord, it's another another big big uh, contract for us. And we're super excited. Where are you based, Tim? We're based Adelaide. So another that's a big, I'm um, glad you mentioned that because, yeah, South Australian-owned company. And, yeah, it lines up with all of our values same as Norwood, it, it really fits in well with us. So There are going to be some people who attend Cooper Stadium tonight. And they're going to see Norwood looking amazing in these goons. He's going to see a lot of the fans getting around to the new merchandise. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the opportunities for perhaps people that are involved in local community sporting clubs around South Australia? Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a lot of opportunity for that. We're already dealing with a lot of... Uh, local sporting community clubs, and uh, we'd love to deal with a lot more. We've had huge growth in the last 12 months, or well, since COVID sort of come back. So anybody out there, come and uh, hit us up, have a look online, follow us on uh, social media, uh, Appel Apparel, at Appel Apparel on social media, jump on board, and uh, we'd love to look after you. Hey, Dale, just uh, while I've got you, mate, uh, my understanding is going to be standing room only in the uh, Wolf Blast Community Centre tonight. You've got an enormous crowd for the Norwood-Port Adelaide game? Well, Hookie, we certainly hope so. And um, if the ground swell throughout the week is, is any indication, and certainly if my phone and James Fantasia's phone and the <laughs> favours to get in and the pre-match <laughs> function and everything else you can imagine, if that's any indication, I reckon we might actually get to that 5,000 and get there early because it, there could be a lockout. We know as well the Wolf Blast Community Centre, it was essentially unveiled for the last minor round game last year, but it was still a bit of a, a test phase and there is a, a few things that needed to be worked out. What's it going to be like for you when you see that room absolutely full of Norwood supporters tonight? Well, it'll be fantastic. Um, and uh, as you know, um, you'll be there. Um, you're hosting the function. Um, we cannot fit another person in. We've got a waiting list. I could have sold it out 10 times over. Yeah. But it's also downstairs in the Premier's Bar. So that's now reopened. And you remember the old Premier's Bar at uh, Cooper Stadium. Uh, we haven't quite fitted it out yet with all the Premiership memorabilia, but that's coming. Um, out the front, the Alfresco area with the wine barrels and the umbrellas, the beautiful Cooper's umbrellas. Um, the whole precinct is just amazing and it connects the western stand and the southern stand. And so the flow of people around Cooper Stadium is like never before. Norwood FC forward slash membership. Where's membership at, mate? Mate, we're flying actually. Uh, there's been a lot of interest in getting behind the club. Obviously, we're talking to our major platinum partner in Appel. Um, they've brought a new uh, range of merchandise. They've also brought an, an amazing amount of support in the marketing that we're doing uh, they've got a, a sister company in Simple, uh, which is an advertising digital marketing agency. They're bringing out some fantastic content to promote merchandise. So, you know, we're encouraging everyone to get down there and, and, and look at the merch, as Tim said. And on the back of all this with Jade and Nunny and just the expectation that we have as a football club, uh, membership's right up. We're, we're almost 20% up. Same time last year, we're, you know, five, 600 members in front. Uh, and, you know, we've got our eyes on going to 3,500 members, which would be a great result. And we haven't seen that since the Premiership years, uh, you know, a decade ago. Oh, well, there you go. It's going to be tremendously exciting. I cannot wait for tonight. It is going to be super, not only to have Sanford football back, but a really good, strong crowd. Hopefully we see the full lockout, 5,000 people, of course. The Wolf Blast Community Centre is going to be absolutely pumping in the pre-match. Dale, thank you so much for joining us. Tim Clark, absolutely thrilled to have you on board with the Norwood Football Club. Your crew at Appel are going to be great supporters of the club. We hope that the partnership is as beneficial for you as it's going to be for us here at the Legs. Boys, thanks very much for joining us on Red Legs Radio. Thanks. 
Thanks a lot, Hooky. Thanks, Hooky. We're going to off to a break. Uh, we'll be back with Maddie Nunn, the captain of the club, a little bit later on. But in the meantime, right after this, we'll be chatting to Ali Farrell, the captain of the Norwood Sandford women's team. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climat Air Conditioning. Climat Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climat Air Conditioning. Climat Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. Yeah, that's right. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. We're uh, heading close to the big game tonight between Norwood and Port Adelaide, the season opener in the Sanford Men's Competition, Cooper Stadium, the traditional rivals, and they're doing it for the 302nd time, would you believe? And hopefully it's going to be a great start to the Norwood Football Club with a new leadership panel, Jade Rawlings in the chair as coach. And, of course, it'll be Matty Nunn, the new captain of the football club, replacing Matthew Panos as he recovers from his knee injury. But we're going to put all that to one side for the moment because it's time to talk about how very, very nicely our women's team is travelling. They're sitting top of the Wazza on the Sanford W ladder at the moment. Joining us is the captain of the team, Ali Farrell. Ali, welcome back to Redlegs Radio. Good day, Hooky. Thanks for having me. Girls are travelling very nicely and what a win over Glenelg last weekend. Yeah, it was a very close win. We're on by two points and um, sometimes the wins you get aren't pretty, but um, as long as you get the points in the end, that's what counts. So... Uh, now I've got. There's one little quirk, and this happens in. Not doesn't just happen in women's football. This happens in football, juniors, seniors, you name it. But you played the game against North Adelaide the previous weekend, yes. and you won with a score of five goals, nothing. And then what were your first eight scoring shots against Glenelg? Uh, there were. We kicked a lot of points. Nought so eight. Nought eight. You yeah. went from five nought to nought eight. I knew it was eleven. How does this end. happen, Ali? I know. Um, we didn't do goal kicking on Friday <laughs> night before sat- Saturday's game, so we went back to that again this week. So yeah. Matt Creeper had you uh, firing goals from all angles. I would have thought. Yeah, we did a lot last night. So. Isn't that <laughs> just a weird thing? I mean, you can kick so accurately one day, and then it just doesn't happen for you the next, and it seems yeah. to. It's like a, it's like a cancer in a weird sort of way. One person, it's like a, like coronavirus. You know, yep. one person has it, and suddenly the whole group has it. No yeah. one can kick a goal. All that momentum as well, like yeah, it was unbelievable. Uh, right. Well, let's go back through the year. I mean, it's been a, a, a fascinating season. You've played five games now. It's round six coming up, and I'm so looking forward to what you're about to experience in round six. But got off to a bit of a rocky start against West Adelaide, who really haven't been all that fantastic ever since, and. You girls haven't missed a, a shot since then. Can you sort of explain what happened back in round one? Yeah, round one, um, it's big build-up always. So a lot of girls with nerves and we had a lot of debutantes. Um, but if you look, I know not everything's about stats, but if you look at the stats, we actually should have won that game. Um, so it was disappointing that we didn't win, but we learned a lot from it. So, um yeah, a lot of game, a uh, lot of pre-game nerves, and um, good to see us bounce back for sure. Well, you have bounced back, and you've bounced back really well. You've had two wins by two points now, and it's always great to win a couple of thrillers. But what was the turnaround? Because it can be very easy for a season of football, a relatively condensed season like Sanford W is, it can get away from you pretty quickly. Yeah, so I guess um, round one, if you look back on the game what Matt's done um, with this team and the way we want to play. We really didn't play that way round one. We want to we want to spread. Um, we want to open up the game. We don't want to play that 
um, congested footy. So um, we kind of got caught into playing that way against West Adelaide and, um, you know, the coaches just reminded us, you know, this is the way we want to play. Um, we want to open the game up. We want to spread. We want to run hard. Um, we want to look uh, to switch and um, use the ball uh, nicely and, you know, take our opportunities when we can. And, um, kind of went into our shells that round one. Uh, so, yeah, it was just really good to see us turn around. And uh, even when we have been down in some games, coming back and having that belief, um, you know, that we can still get the job done. Let's talk about Saturday because this is going to be so exciting for you and for the whole team. You're going to be playing on Adelaide Oval. It's just the third time that women will play Australian rules football on Adelaide Oval. The previous two have been at AFL level with a preliminary and a grand final. I can see the smile on your face now, Ali. What's it going to be like for you leading your team out onto Adelaide Oval? Oh, it's just so cool. <laughs> um, you know, it's so exciting. The girls, like, even at training this week, everyone's so excited and um, really looking forward just to taking it all in uh, and uh, leading the team out there and using that space of Adelaide Oval. I think with the pre-season we've done with TJ, um, we're really ready for this big ground and a uh, big, ex- big exciting game at Easter weekend. So, yeah. Well, it's a really important game. You're playing the Eagles and they're in third place at the moment. So they're going to be very, very worthy opposition. Will there be some responsibility on you to just allow the girls to spend five minutes or so running around before the game starts? Because I think it's pretty tight. It's basically the siren sounds in the game before and then you're straight out there onto the field and the game doesn't have much opportunity. But it will be important that you settle. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it'll be really important. I'm sure the girls will get out early to watch the um, teams earlier play. Um, and like you said, Eagles are third of the ladder, uh, third on the ladder. They've done so well. Um, and this competition this year, like you just can't predict every week who's going to win because um, it's just so close. So uh, yeah, really, girls just take it all in early. Um, and then, yeah, let's get the job done. As soon as that uh, first so siren goes, yeah. just uh, just absolutely <laughs> run through them. I want to talk about a couple of the players in your team. Uh, I want to start with Leah Cutting, who uh, plays in Ruck, and she's no stranger to Sample W football. She's got a great reputation. Just what influence has she had on the team around uh, over the course of the first half of the season? Yeah, so she's been playing out of her skin. She had her best preseason by far. Um, and you can really see that out on the footy field. She's just covering the ground better than anyone. And um, the way she leads out there, her voice um, gets around the girls. And, um, yeah, I'm just really happy to see her back to her best again, dominating the hit-outs in the ruck. So, yeah. She's dominating the hit-outs in the ruck, but I noticed that she's second in the competition for tackles. Yeah. So she is getting it done in the air and then getting down and dirty on the ground as well. Yeah, she's always been a tackling machine and she prides that in her game. So, um, yeah, it's just really good to see and um, leading the way for the girls as well. Sophie Armistead and uh, Alicia Gallagher are second and third in clearances for the competition. So between cutting and those two girls... Are you getting a lot of good looks early? Are you getting some good starts from clearances? Yeah, absolutely. And it just goes to show, like, they're three leaders of our team and um, just to have them in the guts, um, getting the job done and getting it into our forwards. And um, as long as we can convert for them, uh, that puts us in good stead going into the game. So. I went through the stats in disposals overall for the competition. We've got no one in the top ten. 
does that suggest that we're really spreading the load nicely? Yeah, we're ab- absolutely. We're so even across the board and even the girls that, um, you know, aren't getting selected. It's just every week uh, everyone's pushing each other out at training and uh, really makes us um, all work harder. And the best thing is it is team first and um, that's why it is such a good even spread across the board. Tell us a bit about Matt Creeper, the coach. Uh, just describe his footy philosophy a bit. Yeah, Matt's, um, he is loves the contested ball and that's really what he's tried to bring into our um, team just for us to um, be at the top of contested ball winning and um, what him and TJ have done together this preseason and got us um, fit, um, we're the fittest we've ever been. So uh, he knows how to create a good team and how to get this team to work together and um, you know that it proves that we're top of the ladder now and playing good footy and um, fitter than ever and um, using the ball really well too so um, yeah he's getting the best out of us. Um, uh, last year was so unusual wasn't it because fans were banned from even attending the football at all for large periods of time. Does it feel different to you this year? I mean, I know that the men's build-up is a little bit later on this evening, but has it felt a bit different for you as well that people are starting to garner a bit more interest? And I imagine we'll see a really good crowd on Saturday. Yeah, it's um, definitely this season's a lot more settled, <laughs> that's for sure. And um, But obviously there's such a big hype, um, especially with Norwood and uh, obviously with our new brand appel, um, all that excitement as well. And um, it's just really good. Hopefully, you know, Easter weekend at Adelaide Oval, we get a really good crowd and um, Saturday at two o'clock. So if you want to come along and see the girls in action, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a great game. So, yeah, very exciting. Ali, we're so excited for you. I'm just so excited that you get to lead your team out onto Adelaide Oval. I think that will be an amazing experience uh, over the course of Saturday afternoon. But the girls are going beautifully. You're leading them fantastically. We'd love to see. I want to visualise you not only running out on Adelaide Oval on Saturday afternoon leading the team, but lifting that trophy at the end of the year. I think that would be something pretty special. I know the Norwood Football Club would be really proud as well. Oh, for sure, yeah. Just very excited for the weekend and um, we'll keep working hard and, yeah, hopefully that vision does come true at the end of the season. Ali, thanks so much for joining us on Red Legs Radio. Yeah, thanks Thanks for having me. Off to a break. Don't forget, if you whether you see the men's team tonight or not, make sure you go and see the women. They're at Adelaide Oval on Saturday afternoon. For the first time, our Sandful W team will be setting foot on Adelaide Oval. Ali Farrell leading the girls out. It's going to be tremendously exciting. Off to a break. On the other side, we'll be catching up with the men's captain, Matty Nunn. You're listening to Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climat Air Conditioning. Climat Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. You're listening to Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climat Air Conditioning. Climat Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. We're in the final term here at Red Legs Radio. We're getting warmed up for the big game tonight. Norwood taking on Port Adelaide at Cooper Stadium, 7.40pm. Of course, we've got a new coach, Jade Rawlings. But the big news as we head towards the close of the show is that our new captain, Maddie Nunn, is about to set foot on Cooper Stadium for the first time as the captain of the club. Maddie Nunn, welcome back to Red Legs Radio. Thanks, Benny. Thanks for having me. 
Nutty, how exciting, mate. Just 23 years of age and uh, the honour of leading out the football club. Uh, just describe the emotion when you were first told that you're going to be captain of the club. Yeah, I mean, Twig told me on a Tuesday night and um, kind of told me to keep it a secret from the boys because he wanted to re- reveal it on the Thursday. So it was kind of hard for me not to go up to the boys and celebrate. But um, oh, when I found out, it was an absolute honour. And I've, I've said it in a few things already, videos and whatnot, but um, it's an absolute privilege to um, represent the club as captain. The one club that I've gone up to is juniors. So um, it's something that I can't take lightly and I'm, I'm really enjoying the responsibility and it's, it's been awesome so far. We are so excited for you as well, mate. Of course, uh, it comes, I guess, on the twinge of a little bit of disappointment. And that's that uh, last year's captain, Matthew Panos, is going to miss an extensive part of the year. Will you lean on him for support and advice throughout the season? Oh, absolutely. Me and Noss have got a great relationship. I was actually speaking to him last night about a few things, and he's he's great with support. He said just lean on him as much as possible, and that, that's the good thing about this club. We've got a lot of good experience, and even though I'm young, um, I feel like I've been around this place long enough to know that I've got that help. Um, and, yeah, like, like Twigger said, um, age is just a number, and I've got a lot of good old heads like Noss to lean on, and he's going to support me throughout the whole year. So I'm, I'm really proud to have people like that around me. It's a real fresh feel at the moment, Nani. Of course, uh, a new coach, a new captain, a new assistant coach in Rob Harding, and he's going to provide some great support as well. And even uh, the change rooms and the function centres all finished. So that must be a bit of a thrill as a player. Yeah, it is. I mean, we've been through the whirlwinds last few years with obviously new rooms being built and having to have our change rooms and huts and whatnot. It's been pretty pretty hard to get into games and sort of stuff like that, but having new coaches like Twig and Hards around and then obviously the new function room upstairs is, is incredible and our change rooms are just second to none now. So we've got all the all the pieces of the puzzle to put together for a really good year and now it's just um, it's up to us on the field to really step it up and, and hope the supporters really like what we do tonight. Uh, the Norwood Footy Club had a really distinctive style of playing uh, last year. What are we going to see? What are the fans going to see this year, Matt? What do you think the style of game is? How do you think uh, we'll present to the fans? Oh, it's going to be an attractive game of footy. I mean, it won't. some people might think it's a bit scrappy and ugly, but that's, that's the way we want to play. We're going to keep it in a tight contest, lots of tackles, lots of just contests around the footy. So... The opposition not going to get a lot of time with the ball in their hands because we're going to be right at them. So it's going to be a, a very hard-headed contest-shaped footy game and um, that's how we're going to play all year and it's going to be an exciting um, way to play. What about taking on Port Adelaide in round one? It's the uh, arch rival and for you who've grown up in this competition, you know only too well what that means. Um, you'll almost have to probably just try and turn the pressure nozzle down a little bit because it's very easy to get overexcited for a game like this. Yeah, it is. I mean, Port's obviously, last time we played Port, when I, I think I debuted in 2014, there was 7,500 there. So it's, it's an exciting game. There's obviously a lot of hype around it. But um, like you said, we just got to get out there and turn down the nozzle and just remember it's a game of footy and we know what we've trained is going to work. So once we're out there, I think the hype of it will settle down and we know how to beat teams like this. And um, yeah, our, our contest shape and whatnot will be unstoppable tonight on the parade. So I'm looking forward to it. Crowds uh, down a little bit last year. We understand the reasons for that. We're hoping for 5,000 back at the parade tonight. So oh, you and the boys must be rubbing your hands together to see a, a big crowd out there on Cooper's Hill. Yeah, oh, definitely. I've, I've got a bunch of mates. I've already pre-bought tickets. So I'm, I can't even believe that's happening. So um, yeah, the crowd's going to be huge tonight and really looking forward to them being able to enjoy the new facility rooms as well. And all the stuff that they've been going through as well last two years, you know, COVID and no rooms to go into. So it's an exciting time for the club. 5,000 now, I think they'll get 
that easy tonight. So I'm really looking forward to running out and hearing the roar from the crowd. Five debutantes, mate. So that means it's going to be a pretty tight circle when you sing the song because you'll have five guys in the middle of it. That's uh, that's great to see five uh, new league players for the footy club. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's an amazing feat. We've got, obviously, a few new recruits coming in in Noli, Jackson Callow, but the ones for me, like... Um, Tom Wagner coming through the ranks. We recruited him a couple of years ago from Paynham, uh, my junior club. And I love seeing stuff like that happen where blokes have rocked up and probably didn't know where they are at. And then a couple of years down the track, they're, they're playing league footy. So it's, it's really exciting for the club to have players like him coming to the team. And obviously, we've got a couple of recruits coming in as well. So it's, yeah, it's a really exciting time for those guys. Matty Nunn, congratulations on your appointment. Good luck tonight. Thanks for joining us on Red Leagues Radio. Thanks, mate. No worries at all. Matty Nunn there, the captain of the football club. Looking forward to seeing him lead us out tonight. When we take on Port Adelaide at Cooper Stadium, it all gets underway at 7.40 this evening. Looking forward to what a cracking game that's going to be. We'll see you all tonight at the footy. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.